We did it. We did it. We did it. No, yes, yes. I'm finally I'm finally glad we're able to make this work. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah, so um how are you doing? I'm good. It's a hectic sorry as you know that it's one of those hectic work days where I literally am in back to backs. Um but but no complaints, you know, we're making stuff happen, which I'm always for. Yeah. Um so where are you where are you currently at now? What city is it here? Oh, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in the heart of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So everything is going pretty well so far. And You know, it, a lot of businesses have been affected and we're doing our best to try to help support local business. The restaurant, restaurants are hurting. A lot of our favorite places have closed down. Um, and so we're doing our can with our budget to try to make sure we're supporting local businesses that they're on, they're around on the other side of this. Um, when the social uprising happened, it happened heavily in our neighborhood. We're right next to all those streetwear stores like Supreme and um, like Diamond and Hundreds and stuff. And so a lot of the businesses got looted. But so some stayed boarded up um, and haven't reopened yet, but some have reopened and, and we're getting some some of the vibe back going on in the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot going on with businesses, man. And, and I, I just hope that they're able to have the support they need to be able to make it through these tough times. I know, I know. And, you know, unfortunately, they're not, especially the restaurant businesses. But what I am seeing, what's really positive I'm seeing happen in L.A. is normally in L.A. you don't have, um, like, sidewalk seating. It's not normally, like, businesses on the sidewalk. And now it actually looks beautiful when you drive down, like, a street like Beverly. All the restaurants have sidewalk dining. And um, because they're not, because, you know, restaurants are allowed to do indoor dining. And you're seeing, like, Barry's Boot Camp, a lot of gyms moving stuff out and they're doing stuff in L.A. It doesn't rain that much. So, you know, you can have a lot of stuff going on outside. So I'm seeing new, I'm seeing new stuff pop up. Now, what about you? Where are you? Oh, I'm in Hickory, North Carolina. And, um, I mean, things aren't really as bad as uh, other places. So that I am grateful for. Yeah. But um, I, I do want to thank you for agreeing to, you know, just have a conversation. Uh, I won't take up too much of your time. I just have just a few questions yeah. all centered around, you know, wealth, debt, you know, things like that. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you're a, a busy person. So I, like I said, I won't take up too much of your time. So once again, thank you. So um, just tell me a little bit more about yourself, um, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, what you stand for and uh, your mission in life and how you've been able to uh, complete a lot of the goals that you've set for yourself. Yeah. Um, right now we're on our debt-free journey. So that's where we are right now with the family. Um, I'm a proud wife and, uh, and a mom. Um, the way our family is set up is um, I did law school before um, entering into my marriage with my husband, and, um, and we wanted our daughter to be raised by a parent. We went into some credit card debt to do that for my husband to be a stay-at-home dad. So right now we're committed to being debt-free because very much along the Dave Ramsey theory, we want to live and give like no one else. Um, so part of that is <laughs> we, want to, we want to travel the world family and and be able to be philanthropic as we do that so the ultimate goal is how do we as a family experience the world while also making sure we're giving back and the first step in doing that is becoming debt-free uh we want to make sure that we have the freedom to travel the way we want and so being debt-free is the first part of that so um who who i am is um my day job is i i work to help make the world a better place i work for a company that raises money for nonprofits. Um, I came from the entertainment space. So um, the company I work for, we help use the power of entertainment to um, help raise as much money for nonprofits. 
Yeah, that's um, that's a lot under your belt, and um, yeah, you're. I can see you're doing an amazing job. Um, so I just so how how would you define wealth? Oh, I love that. You know, I think wealth I would define in two ways: freedom and creativity. I talk about this a lot on my Instagram channel over Wealth Worthy Journey because. I think why I previously didn't feel necessarily worthy of wealth is I didn't feel like I had a lot of freedom um, or, or, or space to be creative in the way I wanted to. So I think when one is truly wealthy, they have the freedom and creativity to live the type of life they'd like for themselves. They have the, the wealth to do that. That might be sitting in a fireplace with a cup of a warm beverage that warms your soul. And wealthy is being able to do that with your own time. Wealth consists of two things, time, time and money. I think being able to be really wealthy is having your time to yourself rather than having to be constantly clock hours to, you know, to someone else and someone else's vision and agenda. <laughs> I definitely agree. Uh, what would be your best tips for creating wealth? Oh, you've got to get self-centered. You've got to get yourself centered because I can promise you, and I know from my end, more money doesn't equal more wealth. There's no question. I kept thinking for so many years, I kept thinking, if I just made more money, if I just made more money, <laughs> um, there's no question about that, that more money doesn't equal wealth because more money can just create more debt. And we've seen that. We've seen that with a lot of public figures um, that uh, just because you have more money, guess what? More money equals your ability to create more debt. So, so the, the, the real way to create more wealth is center yourself in a zero-dollar budget. Zero dollar budget is the key to all of it. Stop spending money you don't have. Yeah. Otherwise, you have the ability to go into some severe debt. So you gotta you gotta be able to cover that debt. If you're acquiring that debt, can you pay back that debt? Um, real wealth is knowing how to be able to have more money than you're spending. <laughs> Thanks for your answer. So, um, as far as I know that you know, reducing debt is a part of building wealth. And so what are your best tips for uh, reducing debt? Strategies, tactics, things that are really effective? Yeah, so for me, I need to get some outside help here. Okay, so I think it's, it's know when you need help. First and foremost, first and foremost, know when you don't have the tools in your toolbox to pull off what it is you're trying to pull off. And I'm going to say that again, which is know when you don't have the tools in your toolbox to pull off what you're trying to pull off. I didn't know how to get out of debt on my own. I tried for years. So for me... The biggest thing was we attended Financial Peace University as a family. So getting on the same page as my husband and my daughter, and it's all committing to the same goal, same team, same dream. That's huge. Actually, that's number two. Uh, one is knowing you need help. Number two is same team, same dream. Um, and it's fine if you're solo and doing this solo because that's your team, you know. But but just make sure everyone is involved, is working towards the same goal. Number three is that zero dollar budget. And then, and then go and just <laughs> eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize, commit to that goal. So I'd say number four is commit to that goal and don't let anything get in your way. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. You, you talked about uh, financial peace and I've heard about that. That's uh that's uh, something from Dave Ramsey. Is that right? It is. It so, is. so are you able to talk just a little bit about that, that experience? Yeah, I will. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm stubborn. I like figuring things out on my own a lot. Yeah. And, um, I'll be honest, I, I started my journey into debt at 12. I got my first department store credit card at 12. I got my first um, student loan at 17. So I, 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 my heaviest parts of my debt were consumer debt 
and um, student loan debt. Both of those started as a minor. So I entered into those, those agreements as a minor. Um, I've never been debt free my entire adult life and I'm 47 years old right now. So I, I didn't crack the code on my own. I found Dave Ramsey and I said, you know what? We got nothing to lose right now. After doing Weight Watchers in 2018, I'm like, I know the power of being part of something bigger and it works for me. So my husband and I, I said, as a birthday present, I said, can we do Financial Peace University? Because I love him and I don't like fighting with him. And, and our money problems were scary because our debt was so high. And I, I, I want to love this man, not fight with this man and be scared with him. I want to, I want to have fun with him rather than be scared with him. Um, so we signed up for Financial Peace University and the game changer. It was such a game changer for us. It walks you through the path to wealth. Now, keep in mind, when I get further down, when it comes to investments, I'm not going to follow Dave Ramsey straight, straight for his investing style. There's a book called The Simple Path to Wealth. Um, follow that, which is index funds. Um, but there's also something that's not being talked about in the debt-free community, or even I'm not even seeing in the FIRE community. I'm not seeing it in any of these wealth communities. And that's the power of a donor-advised fund and being able to let the money you want to be philanthropic with grow. And, and be able to be even make your larger impact with your philanthropy. And that's something I'm going to be talking about more over on Wealthworthy Journey is the power of philanthropy. Because I think we could all, you know, there are so many ways to make a difference beyond just tithing to, to, to churches. And, and I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying there's a lot of tools and powers to help give back that I want to start highlighting for everyone. <laughs> that's all very good information. <laughs> um, what, what do you think are some of the skills that a person would need to build wealth or uh, habits, things of that sort? First and foremost, you gotta be humble. You gotta be so humble. You gotta be humble. You gotta be willing to be humble. Um, because you have to be willing to learn and grow because I think there's a lot to learn in this space. So first, in order to be, well, be wealthy, you have to learn from people who have done it. And you have to not think you know it all. So you have, that's where humility comes in. You have to know that some people might know some stuff you don't. So you have to be willing to learn and grow. A, a commitment to growth. Um, then discipline. Then discipline. Oh, you have to be willing to change those habits that don't serve you. <laughs> and, and, and it's hard to change habits, especially if we learn those habits from our parents. Um, so if we learn some bad habits from our parents, um, I'm not saying bad. If we're looking to live a different way than our parents showed us, um, you have to rebuild and learn those skill sets. So um, I would say absolutely first and foremost is, um, is being able to be willing to grow and be disciplined. Yeah, those are all important things. It's so funny. A lot of people try to talk about wealth that, um, you know, have they really know nothing about it. <laughs> and a lot of people follow those people. And I'm like, wait a minute, have like indicators of like, hey, I'm going to listen to people who are in the process of doing it and are getting results or people who have already done it. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Look to people who are actually wealthy. And so I live like I said, we started off by talking. I live here in Los Angeles, right? And yeah. my, my daughter goes to school in Beverly Hills. She's at home now. But our Beverly Hills is right down the street from where I live. And I tell you, I'm driving my 2001 Toyota on the streets of Beverly Hills. But you know what, when I look around at all the cars around me, stop the traffic light, I might be the only All these least fancy cars, that, that Lamborghini, don't tell me you bought that Lamborghini. Odds are high, you're paying someone a high. And so, 
so, and you know, I think a lot of people here are leasing the new Range Rover or they're leasing whatever. Um, I haven't had car payments in 13 years. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's amazing. So that's amazing. We need to redefine, we need to redefine what does wealth look like? What does wealth look like? Because the flat, you know, I love the Chris Rock, but they're spinning, but they're spinning. Okay, but great. Do you pay for them? Like, are they, are they you know, who, who are you paying these monthly payments to for the, you know? So I, I think my question is, is um, showiness is not necessarily wealth. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're definitely right on the money. What do you think stops most people from building wealth? Discipline. Or, or twice, two things, two things. Equal, equal value, two things, which is one, knowing the tools. We talked about this. I'll tell you why it took me so long to get here. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have the path. Um, the tools, not having, not having the right tools, which is acquiring information and understanding how to do it. And I'd say the second thing is, is discipline. It's a lot easier to not have to be disciplined with our eating, with our money, with our time. Okay, yeah, so you, you talked about uh, tools. And so uh, what, what are some tools you would recommend or resources to uh, people looking to make a major change in their life when it comes to personal finance? Uh, so, so I'm not pushing, I know a lot of people, not everyone loves Dave Ramsey. So, so for me, his tools resonated. I used two of his apps immensely. By the way, can you keep hearing me okay? Because the gardener just started out. I hear, I hear a gardener outside. Is it too loud, the background noise, or are we okay? I, I can hear you, yeah. Okay, so Jack, I always close the window if you want me to. It will be easier. Um, so I would say there's two, there's two things. Um, is with, with Dave Ramsey, I love his um, Every Dollar app for my zero-dollar budgeting. I know a lot of people like you need a budget. Um, every dollar works great for me. So I live in every day. I am updating how we're tracking on our budget in Every Dollar. So that's an everyday app I'm using. Um, I have it on my phone. My husband has it too. And again, remember I talked about same dream, same team. So my husband, when, when the transactions upload in it, he'll file his, I'll file mine. We're always making sure we're, we're keeping up to date on how we're tracking. Um, and then I also use Baby Steps app that Dave Ramsey has, which shows me how I'm getting to debt freedom. Like it, it lists all my debts. And it shows me how much I have to pay. So it's a great app. I think the best thing if you have a lot of, I have six figures of debt. We're crawling out of over a, half, a, a quarter of a million dollars worth of debt. And that Baby Steps app really helps me see all our debts lined up and know what my target date is too. Because I love knowing what's the date. Like what are we working towards? Um, Financial Peace University is a great another tool. But it doesn't have to be Dave Ramsey. That's just the one that resonated for me. There's a lot of people on um, and in the debt-free community that are creating tools. I know um, our journey with Les is coaching. I, I see our journey with Les right here. I see they're following our live chat right here now. And I know he does coaching. Um, and, and I know him and his wife do coaching. I know Babe on a budget blog created all these great tools. I know that... Um, Imperfect Finance created a student loan guide is just start following the hashtag, you know, debt-free community, and you're going to just see all the tools out there. There are a lot of female-led. Like, I love Investing Latina is amazing with everything she's doing. I would say start with people. I think relationships are key. And start 
seen, find what resonates with you. Find who's putting out a message that resonates. I know Hear Me Finance coaches as well. There are so many people in our community, um, the debt free community, who are offering resources to help people build and become wealthy. Yeah, that, that is definitely that is definitely true. Communities really help build people, and uh, you, you have more of a, a supporting um, family and goal oriented organization. And uh, it's just that the energy is better. And um, it's like, when you're not just learning by yourself and you're learning with others, I feel like that can really speed things up. But there's also um, yeah. the loners out there, the lone wolves that I don't want to ignore, which is, you know who, what else is great? A library card. I think yes. a lot of power library cards to take out all those books that you can read and educate yourself on. So, so many great finance books out there. I know when I was in my 20s, I found Mormon, and there was a book for the young, fabulous, and broke. Um, that one resonated with me. But the library card, if someone would rather learn on their own pace and timeline, that could also be very helpful in the personal finance section. Yeah, I, I, I utilize library cards. They're, uh, they're very uh, useful and resources. So um, do you think there's a difference between how people build wealth that have a high income versus a person that's you know, have a, has a low income? What do you think Not about that? If anything, I think a high income can get you in a lot of trouble. You know, I, I, we, I, I rep New York hard, and you got to rep your biggie with the more money, more problems, right? And, and, and the reason i got to quote that is is that I think a high income can create a bigger hole of bad, bad habits. Um, you can get into more debt with more money. Um, so I would say that some of the wealthiest people I've met were people with lower incomes that were able to build it. Um, and it's just discipline. It is discipline and focus. So, no, I think you always hear these stories. It's about not spending more money than you have. People can aggressively, like, there are ways, like, millennial money, um, she's up there. She's doing an 80% savings rate right now. We have, you know, we have some people in the different community doing an 80% savings rate. So it's not how much you have. It's how much are you putting away and how much are you having it work for you rather than just carelessly spending. Yeah. Um, do you think people should have a financial advisor or do you think they should tackle it themselves or how, how do you feel about that whole, that whole area? Um, I think there are a lot of people trying to get pocket. Uh, I think there's always someone, the more money you get, more people are going to want a piece out of it. So I think that a coach is helpful. I think if you're going to work with anyone, find out where they're making their money. So, I'm, I'm personally skeptical of financial advisors because I've done a lot of education myself uh, and I have that information, but we need information. I wouldn't have someone who's making money off my money. Have someone make money. You want to be able to see as much of your own money. You don't want someone tying your money up in stuff that, that they're making fees off your money necessarily, unless they're earning their keep, right? So be, I don't think they be wary of financial advisors to the way that understand how they're making their money off your money and your time. And if you understand that and you're cool with that, that's great. If you think that they're earning that amount of money, but be careful when it's tied to percentages off your money. So I personally am not interested in a financial advisor. I have people hitting me up all the time on LinkedIn, all the time on LinkedIn, trying to hit me up to be to my financial advisor. And pretty much the conversation always comes down to what are you going to bring to the table besides making money off my money? And it's because I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing. Um, when there's a lot of money coming in and you're super busy, you just got to be careful. I mean, we saw what happened with MC Hammer. If someone has access to your money, you got to be real careful. 
So <laughs> I, I just, I don't like giving that kind of power away. I don't want someone having power of attorney over my, over my bank account. So that's not something I'm interested in, no matter how busy I get. It's, I, I, um, I do a lot of contract work in my job. Uh, I used to work for Sasha Baron, the guy who plays Ali G. He still, even with a great legal team, marks up his own contracts and does his own set. He reads his own contracts. William Shatner from Star Trek reads his own contracts, marks them up, asks his own questions. That's what I do in my day is I work with uh, celebrities a lot in their contracts. I never want to be the type of person that's letting someone manage that part of my life without me being involved. So I think some of the people we know who've done really well with their money read their own contracts and make sure they know where, where their money's going. So I don't think that's ever something we should be absent of in our life or depend on someone else for. But if it's worth it, spend the money, but just understand understand what you're getting into with a financial advisor. Okay. If, if somebody wants to start taking steps today and hasn't been doing that, so what should they do from the conclusion of this video or like tomorrow? Let's say what should be like the first step? Yeah, step one is find a game plan. Find a game plan. So for me, my game plan was Financial Peace University. I can't, I can't thank and give enough credit to that program. Um, that's what worked for me. So look at, look at it. Look at. I would say go look right now. If you haven't attended Financial Peace University, I swear I'm not being paid by them. If you haven't, should be. I'm open. I'm open to sponsorship and endorsement deals right here. But like, if you haven't been, I'm not yet. So if you haven't. Um, Get, go look at Financial Peace University, and if it resonates, sign up, take the course. It's a great price. You're getting you're getting more than your money's worth on that. If it doesn't re resonate with you, um, look well, see who else is out there in the debt community or in the find the voice that speaks to you. Find the voice that speaks to you, and and start a game plan. Find find that game plan. Do the work to find that game plan. And know what the goal is. Know what the, what's the goal? What's the goal? Know the goal and who's your coach? Who's your coach on the way to that? And it doesn't have to be paying. And that's why I like the word coach more than financial advisor. Find your coach. Doesn't need to be a financial advisor. Find your coach. <laughs> to those people who are, like, always making excuses to, like, get their money right, like, you know, what needs to be said? <laughs> they, like, they called Suicide Blonde, and it had this quote in it, no one can save you from yourself, okay? So they have to want it. For us, for my husband and I, it had to get real scary before we actually were, were humble enough to get help, right? And, and so everyone on their own personal journeys, they have to get to the place where they want it. You can't make someone want something. You can't. So it has to get to the place that they want it and then when they're open to it, that's when you can have those dialogues. So what we can do as a community, though, especially in, in the, you know, debt-free community, is find those lurkers and welcome them in. You know, I think, I know on my account, I have a couple people who haven't set up um, uh, a debt-free community account yet, where, you know, with their own name, like, I'm Wealthworthy, I'm Vicky, and I have my own personal Instagram, and I was a lurker, I was following these you know, Debt Free Weirdos is my favorite of all the accounts. And, you know, under my personal Instagram, I was following Debt Free Weirdos for the longest time and a couple of others out there. Um, and I eventually set up Wealthworthy Journey. Um, so I say we need to encourage, we really need to encourage our fellow lurkers to come out of the shadows and take the leap and, um, 
and, and you know, just we need to live by example, which is show how happy we are on our journeys to wealth and see who wants to, who wants to jump in and be there for them. Yeah, so some of what you said may be related to this next question. Uh, so who, who are your favorite wealth creators or business owners? Yeah, and why? <laughs> so as far as wealth creators, you know, Forbes 400 list just came out, and I was looking it over. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm a little disappointed that at least what I saw, the first, you know, the people in the first top 50, all the women on there either got their money from inheritance uh, businesses they got from their uh, their grandfathers or their fathers that they set up, um, or they got in a divorce, you know, uh, with with, Be with Bezos' wife. I'd like to see more women who are creating the wealth themselves. I saw Oprah. Oprah's there, but most, you know, like she's not in the top 50. So, you know, I look to to wealthy women. Unfortunately, the examples I have when I was just looking over that Forbes 100 list, David Geffen, he was scrappy. I like my scrappy New Yorkers. And so David Geffen was scrappy, and he, he figured out how to, how to make money in spaces that other people hadn't figured out how to do it in yet. I thought he was really smart. Um, in the debt-free and wealth communities, um, I have this guy. It's actually Waffles on Wednesdays, and um, it's a former coworker of mine. Um, and he's the one who handed me the book um, about the, path, the simple path to wealth. So... I'm very grateful for him. I look up, he's, he's gone fire. So he was able to actually quit his full-time job um, and become, he became financially independent. Um, so I look to the people that have pulled it off. Uh, you know, I, my CFO at the company I work for, she's real smart. I look up to her. She just bought a house, over a million dollar house. She's a baller. She's, oh, she's so impressive. So, um, you know, I, I really try to find women, but there are some, you know, men have seemed to pull it off a little bit better than women right now as far as the hustle. Um, you know, growing up, I looked up to Russell Simmons, um, watching how he built Def Jam. And, you know, I saw him in New York, and I thought that was really impressive, you know, really creating hip-hop culture the way he did. I was incredibly impressed with what he built with, you know, Def Jam was formed in an NYU dorm room um, with Rick Rubens. And I think what Russell Simmons built as an empire, I was always impressed with growing up. What are your favorite metrics for gauging success and building wealth? Now, yeah, I look at it as, you know, is your bank account increasing? Like, I, I, this is how I see it, because I have a spreadsheet of my net worth and my, like, my, uh, my income and my savings. And so it's like, I mean, some months are worse than others, but for the most part, there's consistency in it increasing. So how, how do you, like, what are your metrics um, or general, general way of, like, measuring your success? I have three metrics. The first two, you can't find in a spreadsheet. One, are we happy? Okay? My first metric is, are we happy? Because yeah. we're not, that's not, wealth is, wealth is useless if we're not happy. So I would say one is, are we happy? Two is, are we healthy? At what price are we for wealth? If we're not healthy, we're not even, great, you have a bunch of money, you're leaving to someone else. When you're, you know, because, because you're not there. Happy, healthy. Three, yeah, what's your net worth? How I track my net worth is um, I have a spreadsheet every Friday. Is my wealth? I don't call it budgeting. I have my wealth check-in day. I literally wake up a kid on Friday mornings, like a kid on Christmas, to do. I log onto all my accounts, um, uh, all my, all my, you know, every everywhere I have an asset and everywhere I have a debt, I log in and I update that manually. Um, and then I update our numbers in um, the Baby Steps app. And okay. So Friday's wealth check-in day. And so every Friday, I know what my net worth is. We, we okay. Every Friday. 
So yeah, so you have a finite number. You know what that number is of your net worth. But what is that wealth without happiness and health? So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're definitely right. Um, I, I don't have too many questions left to ask, but um, we're we're almost towards the end. I guess. Um, I guess my question is: When you think about like money, business, and and wealth, like why do you think? Uh, do you think a lot of this is taught in the school system, or do, do you? Yeah. Well, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think education um, could use a little revisiting and revamp. I mean, I went to a college. Yeah. I, listen, both my grandfather, both my grandfathers were doctors. My mom sent me to a college preparatory high school. Um, I, I went to very good schools, and no point along the way I thought how to manage money. My parents didn't teach me, um, and I beat myself over that. I beat myself up over that. I, I, I was really hard on myself because I felt like, what did I get wrong? Um, this is not, I, I don't think schools have taught practical advice, right? Um, <laughs> yes, somebody that understands, yes. <laughs> yeah. School's not the place for that, but you know what? It's interesting. So I toured 12 preschools for my daughter, okay? Some of these schools are like $40,000 schools, these preschools out here in, in L.A. I have her in a preschool where we're paying under $10,000 a year for her. For, she's now in second grade, but her school tuition is under $10,000 a year. I knew by sending her the $10,000 school rather than the $40,000 school, we were going to have to supplement because I saw what they were offering for that extra $30,000. So we were going to have to supplement. And so the same thing I do, stop looking to education for what we know it's not doing. We all know. We know this is not the place where practical skills are being acquired. So we need to supplement. So I see a lot of people, and Invest in Latina, I sorry, I need to do another shout-out here because Investing in Latina is doing such a good job of investing in all her nieces and nephews and everyone in her family is 529. She is making sure the next generation coming up, if she's in New York, the next group of, of, um, of uh, her family understands how to build wealth. We owe it to, our, to us, us, the larger us. To help each other build wealth. Hear me, hear me. Finance is doing that. Our journey with less is doing that. Um, there are a lot of fantastic faces and people in the debt-free community who are doing what they can to teach what, what you think maybe school should be doing. Uh, I'm not saying <laughs> where, where the gap is. So we owe it to each other to help fill that gap. Um, what would be your last words in terms of wealth? for you know the majority audience um like what i mean just like from all that we've talked about from your experience up until where you're currently at in your life just your your last words on on wealth advice know this. Yeah. yeah know your why no why yeah. do you want wealth stop stop with yeah. other people's stories just stop with other people's stories and understand why do you want to be wealthy. Why do you want it? And always know your why. Check in every day. Check in every day to know why do you want wealth. And let that be your driver. But don't do it to revenge. Don't do it to show other people. Don't do it to keep up with the Joneses. Do it for your, and for me, it's peace, it's freedom, it's creativity. I, I, I'm going to say this. I've spent my entire career helping other people's visions manifest into being. I can't tell you how many people's things I've made happen for them. 
I'm done. I'm, I, I'm not yet because I'm not there yet. But I am ready for my next chapter being what is my vision and what do I want to bring into the world? I want to be a little bit more selective, right? I want that freedom and that creative opportunity. So know your why. Be able to articulate that. In, in, in L.A. here, there's this thing called the elevator pitch, which is be able, you need to be able to pitch your movie in like a second. Like in an elevator ride, you need to be able to pitch. I want every person who wants to be wealthy in an elevator pitch to be able to tell me, why do you want to be wealthy? And that's it. Be able to know your why. And that will drive you. Have it come from your soul and your heart. And that will drive you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that once again, that's amazing. I, I love the answers and the, the content that you've been able to, to, to share with us. Uh, and so I, once again, I do want to thank you for your time. Uh, please, you know, please stay safe and, uh, you know, you know, enjoy family. I, I saw in one of your posts that um, y'all do uh, pizza nights on um, Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> so enjoy pizza night tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so as I said, thanks again. Uh, love the content and, um, I do look forward to speaking with you again soon in the future. And, um, yes, yeah, so I'll make sure to send you all the, uh, information after, uh, after everything's over. I'm not letting you in because I need to thank you immensely. I need to thank you immensely for reaching out to me. Thank you so much for reaching out and setting this up and, and allowing there to be dialogue in a space where we need to be having more dialogues. I love yes. that. I love that you reached out. I love that you're doing this. And, and I hope to see more of this series. Like I see our journey with Les is on here. And I really hope that I'm looking forward to seeing like the other accounts that I love in this community and hopefully your dialogues with them. So I can't thank you enough for reaching out to me. So thank you for wanting to help people be savvy around wealth. Thank you. Oh yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm grateful. I appreciate the thanks. And yes, I'm looking to do a whole lot more as others are trying to do the same as well. So we can reach as many people as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. All right. All right. Bye.